the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so the propagandist wing of the Fourth Reich calling themselves the media has taught you over decades how to think like a slave, like a battered housewife. Let me give you an example. Right now on NBC, not so great broadcasting network, here's the headline. Hamas releases two more hostages for humanitarian reasons, and they show 83-year-old women who have been obviously beaten up, released. Oh, now... Are you humanitarian? Here's, here, here's the question I have. When you don't think like a slave, here's how you think. What kind of filthy, wretched animal would take the 83-year-old woman and beat her up? Now we're going to kill all of you, Hamas. All of you. And for every finger that touched one girl, we'll kill all of you who are thinking about it. What do you think of that? See, that's how non-slaves, non-victims think. But then again, I never was a Democrat. And whenever there was a Democrat, I knew what they were. Traitors to the belief system of this country. Traitors. All the way to Barack, who likes him big and round and he cannot lie. Barack Obama and everybody who surrounded him was a traitor to my belief system. There's no question. A traitor to the principles of the Enlightenment. He just wanted to shuck and jive. Slick talk you into servitude. You're going to love Obamacare. We'll call it the Affordable Care Act. Sure, it'll drive your costs up 400% and cut health care workers by 50%. But by the time these idiots figure it out, they'll be tweaking it and giving it more money. See, that's how idiots, that's how idiots voted for this, this fraud Barack Obama. But the dimwood in diapers, don't worry. Nobody really voted for him. Certainly not 81 million people. But the people who were happy he was there... We're all of the traitors to Americanism that surrounded Barack Obama. Like Robert, Robert Malley. Who the hell is he? In the meantime, the U.S. looks for intelligence to confirm that Iran helped Hamas plan these attacks on Israel, as the Wall Street Journal reported several days ago. House Republicans say that the U.S. special envoy to Iran, quote, may have had a compromising tie to the Iranian regime. Robert Malley has already been suspended from his position as the FBI investigates him and whether or not he mishandled classified information. Listen to what he said about Hamas more than a decade ago. There's so much misinformation about them. I mean, I, 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 I speak to them, my, and my colleagues speak to them. Now, we may disagree with them, but they have their own rationality. That's the one thing to understand. These are not, none of them are crazies. They may do things that we consider to, to belong to a different realm of rationality, but within their own system, it's often very logical. Is it logical? Now shut up and wear the cost of you being so logical, you filthy, 
7th century barbarian terrorist rat, rapists, baby murderers, old lady beaters. Shut up. And you were told what would happen. Hamas will understand that by attacking us, they've made a mistake of historic proportions. We will exact a price that will be remembered by them and Israel's other enemies for decades to come. The savage attacks that Hamas perpetrated against innocent Israelis are mind-boggling. Slaughtering families in their homes, massacring hundreds of young people at an outdoor festival, kidnapping scores of women, children, and elderly, even Holocaust survivors. Hamas terrorists bound, burned, and executed children. They are savages. Hamas is ISIS. And just as the forces of civilizations united to defeat ISIS, the forces of civilization must support Israel in defeating Hamas. And now, to hear the Hamas caucus, the terrorist sympathizers, the ones who didn't defend the women of Palestine as they've been raped and beaten and told to be nothing more than dogs. All of the American Hamas caucus women what do you got to say for yourselves now, huh, dimwits? And what would you say to the Israelis who say they suffered a horrific terrorist attack, over 1,400 people killed, many in gruesome ways, children killed, abducted. And so they say they're fighting a war of self-defense, a war that any other country, including the U.S., would fight if they were in the same position. What is your reaction to that line of argument? Now, see, squirrel we wanted to get the reaction of an elected Congress. Democrat, a philosopher of the policies of the Democrat Mafia, which I often refer to as the Fourth Reich, accurately. But all we could find was this dimwit bartender. I think one of the things that's important to recognize about this situation is the asymmetry. Of Ooh, asymmetry, squirrel. Do you remember that term? Oh, yeah. It's from a, a math class, geometry, if I'm not mistaken. It might be algebra, but it's asymmetry. Now, what she means is it's supposed to be somehow equal. Now, here's the difference there, moron bartender. The good people, me, squirrel, the Israelis, the IDF, we don't like raping people. No, we don't decapitate innocent babies in their cribs. And we don't like beating old women. So how do you equal that? Huh, dimwit? Now bring me a Manhattan and don't stick your finger in it, stupid. Of what is going on, uh, as well as the collective punishment of what is happening to the Palestinian people at this moment. That's not how a fight works, not in Melrose Park and not in the Middle East. If you make the mistake of picking the wrong fight, you get your ass kicked until the guy kicking it says that's enough. That's how it works. That's why you should be awful careful who you're going to pick fights with. But you guys thought you had the inside guy because you had a traitor. Way cozied up to that dimwit in diapers in Washington, D.C. You had a traitor who worked hand in glove with the other theocracy. Now, we could argue who put him in there. And yes, I do believe it was our CIA. And look at what they've done to the Iranian people. Turned it into a prison island like Havana. But now you're going to shut up and you're going to get your ass kicked until the good guys say, I think they had enough. Hezbollah and Hamas, the two most prominent groups, although the Sadrists in Iraq also fall in that category. It's a mistake to only think of them in terms of their uh, terrorist violence dimension. Their social political movements, probably the most rooted movements in their respective societies. Oh, yes, because when you think of Hamas, when you hear the stories of the survivors of the terrorists who, thank God, got out from under that theocracy hellhole, sphincter 
of the world. When the women come here and they cry because they didn't know that they were free. And they don't have to get beaten by relatives and neighbors and strangers. Because they walked outside without their beekeeper costume on. Yeah, I think of them as being socially conscious. Like the Democrat mafia that runs our ghettos, formerly great cities here. Okay. Uh, let's bring in House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman, Texas Congressman Michael McCall, also on the Homeland Security Committee. Congressman, thank you. So um, this individual, Malley, uh, his security violations were so serious that he was suspended without pay, and his security clearances were suspended as well, but he was this administration's Iran envoy for it. Now, who made Barack? He likes some big and round in the Forest Preserve and whatnot. Who's responsible for this? Of course, we know it's the step and fetch crook who's in on the mafia scam and the recipients of the crooked contracts and policies. But that doesn't make up 81 million people. Of course, there wasn't 81 million people. So when they stole the election after they shut the countdown for four hours, when they stole the election, who didn't want to validate the election results? The never Trumper scum Republicans, the profiteers of policy, the ones who really profited. Who really profited from the Bush years? Do you think it was the American people? Or was it the 8,000 Americans that were killed or the tens of thousands that were maimed? Or was it the $3.4 trillion that was wasted in Iraq versus Saudi Arabia, where the, the September 11th excuse bombers were from? Who, who, who really profited? Oh, you've got to go to one of the most notable names of p- policy crime that this country's ever had. Let's go to a Cheney. It used to be that that kind of what's called stochastic terrorism, the idea of people demonizing. Hold their on, enemy. I'll let you write that down. It's called stochastic terrorism. That's how Marxists and fraud propagandists for political mafias like this idiot, Jake Tapper, who's uh, who's getting a little long in the tooth. Jake Tapper, that's how he calls non-Democrat voters. That's me. I'm one of these terrorists. What is it called? Stochastic. Ooh, I'm a stochastic terrorist. It's not like a 7th century yard gnome. And I never go around and yell, Aloha, snack bar. And I don't know how to do that. Da, 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 da. I don't do that either. And not specifically, not specifically calling for violence against their enemies, but demonizing them in such a way, you know, who will rid me of this meddlesome priest? Right. Um, and, then, and then people come and threaten them. He wants you to think he reads. If he was so smart, he wouldn't be a freaking Democrat. See, you're all freaking idiots. Except for the ones who are building the Jane exit ramp that took three times the money of the Hoover Dam and twice as long. You guys are brilliant. That that was that was frowned upon, that was discouraged in politics. Do you trace it back to Donald Trump? Like, when did this become an acceptable part of Republican politics? I think you certainly would have to trace it back, you know, in its modern version to Donald Trump. And and we now know um, frankly, because of, of the lie. We know that the lie about the election, we know that telling people that they have to you know, use violence in order to take back their country, we know... Nobody told violence. Hey, stupid. Hey, man hands. You look an awful masculine, too. Talk about a Viagra Slayer. Hey, Viagra Slayer! Nobody said anything about violence. I mean, aside from the FBI agents and the CIA and the ones that were already in the Capitol dressed like Trump supporters that you refuse to let the video out, but we have it now. And we now know after investigations, the government perpetrated the staged faux insurrection that started out as a protest to the most obvious election theft this country's ever seen outside of Cook County. That that lie 
uh, was very effective in sparking violence, and it hasn't stopped. I mean, one of the one of the issues that I again I hope will come up at the speakers forum tomorrow night is the question that Ken Buck keeps asking: is you know, do you understand? Do you accept that Donald Trump lost the election in 2020? Um, and do you- see, you don't give us litmus tests, you corrupt policy whore. Eris. Now, you're not the best one at stealing from policy. Your crooked, wretched father is. Is he still alive? Has he still got his heart in a bag? In the meantime, we don't even have an idea of the billions of dollars the Cheney Mafia and the Republican never-Trumper scum stole from our last conflict in the Middle East. But I remember some numbers. My name is Bonatine H. Greenhouse. I have agreed to voluntarily appear at this hearing. Bunny Greenhouse was an unlikely whistleblower. In 2005, she was the highest-ranked civilian at the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. When I took my oath of office, it said that you will conduct the business of contracting impartially and with preferential treatment toward none. I saw preferential treatment toward KBR. KBR was Kellogg, Brown, and Root, back then a wholly owned subsidiary of the oil services firm Halliburton. In the weeks prior to the invasion, Bunny learned that KBR was being considered for a massive no-bid contract known as Restore Iraqi Oil, or RIO. What was the size of this contract? Seven billion dollars. Seven billion billion dollars. So hear this, policy whore thief, traitor to my nation, pseudo-intellectual fraud with your phony virtue like the rest of the never-Trumper scum. Shut your mouth, you thief, and be happy you're not behind bars with your crooked, wretched father and the rest of the never-Trumpers that profited from the murder and mayhem of the foreign policy of the Bush administration. But don't you ever equate it to what we're experiencing now because the precipice of World War III and the fact that we're in it already is directly a result of your treason and your hatred of a man. So much so that you're going to pretend you're winning even when you're losing. Why is that, Liz? Because you're going to get more of these contracts, aren't you? You're a legacy whore. What Bunny didn't know is that even more powerful forces may have been involved. A lot of attention fell on Dick Cheney, the vice president. And the fact was that he had been the head of Halliburton for six years. So... Just a coincidence. That's why I don't give a rip what this rat has to say about anything any more than I would a daily voting Democrat. Shut up and wear it. Shut the f*** up. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. See, a crooked, corrupt government that has an infrastructure of legalized bribery where these corporations hire politicians and then they go back into politics after they're done working in the corporations and the revolving door of corruption. They like insane policy that wastes our money. So the idea that the only traitor in the administration is Mali. Oh, no, 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 no. The traitors are on both sides. It's bipartisan. And then we all seem to forget, where is this 7th century moron barbarian crew getting their money, getting their weapons? The question is, how much equipment are we talking about? 
well, 2,000 armored vehicles, 40 aircraft, including Black Hawk helicopters, Scan Eagle military drones, and possibly hundreds of infantry weapons. Millions of rounds, Squirrel. This is just what the dimwit in diapers and his traitors to America, like Robert Malley, this is what they just left in Afghanistan. Another country led by 7th century barbarian terrorists who don't let their women learn how to read or walk out of the house without their beekeeper costume on. Aircraft worth $923 million still remain in the country. Most oh yeah, you'll have to forgive that it's a, a foreign news story because American news doesn't want to be specific in the amounts and the kind of equipment that was left behind for the savage barbarians that mutilate their own daughters. Them were demilitarized and rendered inoperable, but a significant amount of military vehicles could still be used. By the way, Squirrel, vehicles is vehicles. You're going to get used to it. You'll be talking like this in no time. U.S. left behind over 12,000 Humvees in Afghanistan. 12,000 Humvees? You know the price of like a used junk right now? You buy one of those UAW used cars that's through the roof. What would a used Humvee? Not used. They were just shipped there. In fact, they had just filled a $7.8 billion order to those very corrupt companies. The suspicion began to grow that perhaps Cheney was steering government contracts to KBR. Get out! I don't think it's even possible. What are you, some sort of a conspiracy nut? A spokesperson for Dick Cheney told us that the former vice president severed all ties with Halliburton and KBR in the summer of 2000. When he sure he did, and Mitt Romney and J.B. Pritzker, they put their trust investments into a blind trust. I can't figure it out for the life of me, really. You got me fooled. Scott and Sycamore. Hey, Sean. How's it going? Good, Scott. So, um, you know, just because it annoys me that I always hear about this stuff. So I used to be a government contractor. I was a firefighter in Iraq and Afghanistan uh-huh. and worked for one of the subcontractors for, for KBR, Halliburton. What nobody ever talks about, though, is the fact that we've been using KBR and Halliburton since Vietnam. Oh, I'll talk. We've been about using it. them yeah. since we we've been using them way before Cheney. Sure, because and they all have the a, they have. Well, I understand it, but they have a monopoly of corruption, and LBJ really exploited it in Vietnam. Another American created war built on lies, where fifty seven thousand Americans were slaughtered, and a hundred thousand is so injured, and you change the trajectory of our nation forever. And LBJ and his dimwit wife made a fortune. So I'm not suggesting this is a new scam. In fact, it's quite old. It's policy profiteering. And they have a monopoly on everything. And another thing, Scott, that goes into this that we don't talk about with George W. Bush and Dick Cheney, the fraud that he is, because he didn't want the American people to be aware of exactly how many people were dying, he created a legalized American mercenary system and gave a trillion-dollar contract to a very politically connected guy so we could have, what was it called, Blackwater, I believe, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's the kind of thing that I don't stand for. That's open and notorious legalized corruption. And who legalized it are the people who are supposed to enforce our laws against government bribery, like Dick Cheney. May he burn in hell if he's not dead or if he's dead. If he's not dead, I can't wait for him to get there. So I don't like it, Scott. I don't like it because you want to know something, Scott? If you knew them and you were in their family or you you were down the street or you were one of their... You didn't go to this. Guys like you went because you didn't know anybody. And that's a shame. 
And that's a shame. And if it's going to stop, we're going to have to reject the scum like his dog-faced daughter giving us advice. Shut your mouth and go depress your husband with your clothes off. George in Naperville. Yeah, Sean, I have a compliment from Friday's uh, radio show. Not since my kind of town, Chicago, is if I heard someone take ownership of our great city in such a forceful and eloquent way. Your way, Sean. A lot of guys and gals who cabaret all over that town, no longer with us, echo your passion. Thank you, George. I appreciate that very much. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Lecture to by Thebes. That's what Chicago is. You have these morons get up there, and they lecture you about how the government needs more money the whole time stealing the money left, right, and center. To see it on a national stage is something, I have to admit, I didn't think we'd tolerate to this level. But when you realize we've been infiltrated, when I say we, the people who recognize the Democrat mafia is the Marxist mafia, the Fourth Reich. The reality is the, uh, the so-called Republicans... They love the scam. They want to get back into it. And Ukrainian aid. You know, it's funny when you think about this speaker problem. Rubber stamped from soup to nuts. Kevin McCarthy. From the debt ceiling to the blank check to the policy. And they would pass phony bills that they knew would get squashed in the Senate. That they knew they didn't have a chance. But they never wanted to go over the money that was already allocated. Already going out the door. Never. Never talked about it. And it explains stories like this. How can the U.S. deliver on that aid if you can't get it through the House, where there are also deep divisions <laughs> about potentially linking aid to Israel and Ukraine? We, we need to see the continuation of strong bipartisan support for both Ukraine and for Israel. We have two friends who are under attack in different ways, but you heard the president speak very powerfully, very eloquently to this uh, the other night, speaking to the American people. We know that if we let would-be aggressors uh, act with impunity, whether it's um, a state like Russia, whether it's terrorists like Hamas, we open a Pandora's box for other aggressors around the world uh, to try to get away with the same thing. And that's exactly what you want to do, because it's within the rebuilding, you steal your money. And I don't just mean Penny Pritzker, who looks a lot like Jay Beach, a little more masculine, in the, uh, in the rebuild of, of so-called Ukraine. But it's really in the... In the helping, that's where the money's made. It's like a non-for-profit, nothing more profitable than a non-for-profit run by Democrats. American taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. We discovered the U.S. government's buying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers. And covering this... How do our farmers um, buy seed and fertilizer? Oh, they buy it with their own money, the profits they sell... Oh, so nobody just airdrops money? Oh, well, some, but Democrats, yes, they got the farmer bills and all the nonsense. Right, right. Salaries of Ukraine's first responders. Salaries? All 57,000 of them. That in- boy, oh boy, that's how you get a Palestinian fire department. They get about 240,000 firemen. Sure, they don't have a fire truck or a hose, but you wait and see how many firemen pop up out of nowhere. I, I don't know, Squirrel. I can't figure out how they steal the money. I really, they're too smart for me. Includes the team that trains this rescue dog named sure. Joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes looking for survivors. <coughs> and the U.S. also funds the divers 
who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers. Why not? We funded the divers that blew up Nord Stream 2 when we blamed it on Russia blowing up its own multi-billion dollar uh, delivery system, right? I mean, we fund- how much do you think it costs to train a couple of Ukrainians to train the dog? What does that cost? Well, if Chicago did it, it'd be about $743,000 and the dog wouldn't get treats. To make them safe again for swimming and fishing. Yeah, go Russia's take a swim. invasion shrank Ukraine's economy by about a third. We were surprised to find that to keep it afloat. By the way, uh, Squirrel, a third of 18 billion. That's not that, that, that. That's one slippage bill here. But we've sent 228 billion. Hmm. The U.S. government is subsidizing small businesses, Super. like Tatiana Abramova's knitwear company. These are Ukrainian towns. Yeah. That's Kiev, I recognize. Yeah. yeah. I got a Ukrainian seamstress next door to me. I don't like her. Well, I got to buy her stuff. I don't like her. I got to buy this lady's stuff. I don't know this lady. We got to buy all their stuff. And how does it all really work out, right? We've got the delivery system that was created out of nowhere. But there's always something about this Ukraine, the most corrupt country in the world next to America. As Ukraine continues to grapple with the Russian onslaught, the country is fighting yet another war, a seemingly unending war with a long prevailing epidemic of corruption. Ukraine's reputation for widespread corruption is tied to how its oligarchs have looted the country using two key strategies. They are raiding companies and committing bank fraud. So when you when you deliver money, when you deliver it through the banking system and you're giving it to the politicians who the people of Ukraine, you know, when they were getting shot for the last eight years in the civil war that we forgot and we don't want to talk about when you do that. Who gets the money? Who are the guys who control the banking scroll? Well, you'd be surprised. And powerful businessman Igor Kolomoisky is the latest huh. to be accused. First, let's tell you about the case. According to the Security Service of Ukraine, it was established that during the period of 2013 till 2020, Kolomoisky legalized more than half a billion grevina, that is $14 million, by withdrawing them abroad and using the infrastructure of banks under his control. Now, you may ask, who is this person? Let's tell you more about that. Kolomoisky is one of Ukraine's richest men. He is a former owner of a leading Ukrainian bank, which was nationalized in late 2016 as part of a cleanup of the banking system. But the Biden administration, when it was uh, uh, the vice presidency under Obama, they had no idea. They didn't know about it, or did they? I think they knew about Ihor Kolomoisky, because you know who else he's attached to, Squirrel? You'd be amazed. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent. That's of, right, Squirrel. Uh, Ihor Kolomoisky is hooked up to the devil's nephew, George Soros. Yes, he is. And, and, and you know who else he's hooked up to? The Komedian. Pretending to be president. Ukrainian actor Volodymyr Zelensky has achieved fame portraying a president in this TV show, which is broadcast on a channel owned by a man backing his real-life presidential campaign. Billionaire Ihor Kolomoisky has provided security, lawyers and vehicles for Zelensky. His bodyguard accompanied Zelensky on the campaign trail. The car Zelensky uses belongs to a company owned by one of Kolomoisky's companies. I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for the nice architecture and the silly accents, they could be dailies, couldn't they? And Kolomoisky's lawyer is now working for Zelensky's campaign. When the results of the first round of the election became clear on March 31st, President Petro Poroshenko did not mince his words. 
доля вже так розпорядилася. I like when they yell when you sling which girl I do. find it romantic in a certain way. I knew that. I knew that word. Filmed here in Switzerland in 2018 is an arch foe of Poroshenko and one of the richest men in Ukraine with holdings in the metal, petroleum and media sectors. All being financed by the new American aid. Huh. That seems mighty, mighty convenient, doesn't it, Squirrel? And never forget, for this specific level of corruption, where the architecture and schematic was done under Barack, who likes him big and round, they've got a new delivery system. One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money mm-hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. And where was Kevin McCarthy on this? Oh, Kevin! How about the rest of the Bonner, Boehner boys, the John Boehner boys? Where were they all? They want to keep it going. That's why they didn't want anybody in there but a Boehner boy. And wait till you see who's in the lead. By the way, in the, in the secret ballot for Jim Jordan, over 100 corporatist scum, most of whom were never Trumpers in the first place, went from 18 to 22, and then the secret ballot, 100 of our elected Congress people, birthing and non-birthing people, all voted for the corporatist fraud and thievery in our government to continue. And when I want to talk about fraud and thievery, I like it fat. We need an America that is helping to lead the world and set an example for the world. By what? Set an example. When's the last time some 380-pound blimp set an example for anybody other than a pie maker? And that's why character matters, everybody. Character matters. This is after the fat bastard surgery where they took half his stomach off. Look, I'm pretty angry about what's happening in Washington. He means pretty angry, but he got a little cream puff stuck in his gum. D.C. in general and what's happening right now. And we should be embarrassed as a party, quite frankly, (laughs) about what's going on in the House of Representatives. I mean, these guys and women look like a group of 11th graders trying to pick the junior class president. Says the guy who's missing a hat with a fan on top. You'd be a perfect guy for the Little Rascals remake. Grown up and where are they? Speaker of the House. Someone asked me on TV on Thursday, who do you want to be Speaker? I said, I don't care. Just pick someone. Here's someone. Tommy Emer. Tommy Emer, formerly of Indiana, family moved to uh, Minnesota where he became a lawyer for the government. Tommy Emer is one of those uh, half-assed Tea Party guys. He's a Tea Party guy, but not really. In the dark, he was pro-vaccine. He he quickly became a never-Trumper when he thought it wasn't politically advantageous to be uh, supportive of policies that Trump held. He couldn't articulate why there are some Trump policies that are terrible. The last year... Terrible. Vaccine, terrible. He didn't want to do that because what he does is he thinks like most Fabians where the American people are just too stupid and you don't deserve your freedom. But these watchers here of freedom and liberty and American principles, the ones who never watch the money because they all become rich. See, now, Tommy Emer never worked outside of government. I didn't open secret his net worth, but Squirrel, maybe we should do that during the break. Let's listen to the hope and change that's coming from the Republicans. Kevin McCarthy has earned this. Under Speaker McCarthy's leadership, our House Republican majority 
has actually defied all odds and overperformed expectations again and again and again. Now, as he says this, <clears throat> always remember the Congress strokes the check. So the debt ceiling argument, the money for these policy profiteering schemes, both the eco-Nazi version and the phony Ukrainian money, where they're all stealing the money. He rubber stamps it all, and that's what Tommy Emer will do. It all started with a speaker's race. When our speaker, Kevin McCarthy, showed the American people how he would never give up. It carried over into the speaker spearheading a rules package to create the most transparent, member-driven legislative process that I've ever seen since I've been here. Fifteen elections. Fifteen deals cut with holdouts that were predicated upon if he double-crosses people who were sent there and understand why they were sent there to watch the money and to try to weaken the Leviathan, he would lose his speakership. And what do they do after they make the deal? Well, Tommy Emer, like Liz Cheney, who I think would lose in a wrestling match to Liz Cheney, he's going to tell you how you have to compromise with the wrong answer just to be a Republican. Now, I don't know how many of you own Liz Cheney stock or Tommy Emer backdoor deals, but I don't. And since then, Speaker McCarthy's Republican majority has been successful in bringing common sense back to our nation's capital by passing legislation to affirm a parent's right to be involved in their child's education. Blah, 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 blah. And what do they really do? They profit from policy. Came candidate for vice president. For Bunny Greenhouse, biting her tongue was never an option. I can unequivocally state that the abuse related to contracts awarded to KBR represents the most blatant and improper contract abuse I have witnessed during the course of my professional career. Who was in Congress during that time? Kevin McCarthy. Did they ever say a word? Did they ever say a word? Or did they stroke the check that paid the phony agreements? Even to Joe Biden's dimwit brother. I believe there was houses he was supposed to build for the Iraqis. $1.5 billion. Anybody ever see one? Boy, Ihor Kolomoisky wishes he thought of a scam like this, doesn't he? He set up Privat Bank in the 1990s, which quickly grew to be one of the biggest financial institutions in Ukraine. But in 2016, Poroshenko's government seized control of Privat Bank, claiming that billions of dollars were embezzled from it. Kolomoisky denies any wrongdoing and is fighting in court to get Privat Bank back. But why fight in court when you can own the next president? Then you get your bank back, you get your money back, you get everything. And you're protected from prosecution, even when you get arrested. When's his court date? The day after Mike Madigan's. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is a New York Times bestselling author. He's also a former political contributor of CNN. 
He's been on every major TV network. You've heard him on hundreds of radio stations. But the best part is, he's an attorney. He's an attorney who stands for principles. He's uh, fighting for the politically persecuted. And there is a new video series that's released called Gallows. I'm Ed Martin with the Pro-America Report. There are many unanswered questions about what really happened at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2021. Over the coming weeks, we're going to share video from that day and the days surrounding January 6th. We're going to ask questions and together we're going to find answers. Now that's what we really need because what we are victims of uh, is political persecution trying to intimidate, stoke fear, and silence our questions about the most obvious election theft this country's ever had, from a local mayor's office all the way up to the White House. He is Ed Martin. Ed, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, Sean, I'm great. Thank you, and thanks for the chance to be on with you a week or two ago and again now, because I'll tell you, you know, I thought I was on to something when I put together that video. I got the January 6th video about the gallows and all, but you know what I discovered is citizen journalism is really about the citizens. I I have received hundreds and hundreds of emails and texts and people sending me tips. And, you know, I'm learning. Half of them don't match up with what I need. But the other half, I'm finding images. I'm finding insights. I've got better pictures now, photos of the, the gallows gang, I call them, the people that did this early morning stunt and uh, we're getting to the bottom of it. And we got and I, I haven't even moved on, Sean. I'm going to get to the about a week or 10 days from now. I'm going to get to the pipe bomber. There's more video of this crazy pipe bomber that nobody's talking about. We had a pipe bomber put two bombs in front of the DNC and the RNC. We still two and a half years later don't know anything about this uh, bomber. So we'll get to that. But anyway, thank you for the chance to talk about it. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. We got to keep fighting. We're going to do it. Well, Ed, it's, it's really something to behold in this country, the country that is supposed to be built on the citizen, on law as the shield versus the spear of the corrupt government. But when you talk to Chicagoans, we have a leg up on this. This is how our corrupt Democrat short-in-the-pants mafia destroyed a once great city, rules over counties, and now, unfortunately, has spread to the state. The problem is, when you uh, recognize that the federal government is more adept at misinformation and using government power because we the people have been stifled from true information hundreds and hundreds of hours and we still have very few questions that are answered that were asked early on from ted cruz from josh hawley and the rest of them how many government assets were in the capitol prior to the breach dressed as trump supporters simple but we are we are held from the videos how can this be explained and aside from 100 years from now, when the future does an autopsy on the American Dark Ages, how can we break this this uh, well, government yeah, stand? No, look, Sean, Sean, you know, when I talked to you, I don't know, a week ago, I was telling you, and I'm still saying it, I'm trying to work within the system. And it's a broken system. We're watching, you know, we're watching the House of Representatives degenerate and, and deteriorate. And it, it's I, I admit it's a broken system and it, we should have gotten all the videos sooner. I'm trying to work within that system and get as much out as I can. But you're exactly right. You know, one of the things people say is they say, if you put all the video out, then then the media and others might identify some of the good guys and target them. And I want to say, guys, you're not paying attention. The prosecutor announced five weeks ago he's going to get a thousand more people. They're rolling up people every single day, arresting them for the same trumped up charges. You don't have to pretend they're going to come for us. They're coming at this point. Getting the video out is is, as you say, it's about self-defense now. It's about giving us a chance. 
to say, hey, look, there's a Fed. By the way, I want to say something, John. I haven't said this before. This is really important to me. Biden, President Biden the other day, he, he, his team put a photo of some special ops guys in Israel up, and they, and they, they doxed them. Basically, they put their real picture up. And I, I'm not complaining. I, I, all I'm saying is this. You know what happens when you put law enforcement up or a military up and they see their face? We know how to protect them. We figure it out. It's unfortunate, right? You figure it out. Because that's another thing. There's lots and lots of cops, undercover, plain clothes that will be exposed. That's got to be okay. We can handle it. If they were doing their job, then we don't want them to be, you know, harassed or anything. But we need to get to the bottom of it. And we can protect them. And my point is, let's let the people get our own self-defense and see what really happened, because more and more what I'm seeing is what they told us is a lie. Uh, uh, it's all a lie, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But here's the problem, that uh, the way that I see it, is we had Tucker Carlson that had been given yep. hundreds, thousands of hours, who had one show, and one show only. The repercussions of that show was that the most successful show on Fox was taken off. And this guy was 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 really persecuted to where now you have to go on Twitter and the rest of it. But the kind of power that that can do that is a bipartisan power. And when you hear the heiress of political corruption, the way I see it, as Liz Cheney, come out and, and, and say that it should be a litmus test for the new speaker to, to, to make sure he believes Joe Biden won the election and that January 6th, in essence, what she's saying without saying it, is that January 6th was a so-called insurrection, but there are some facts that are missing from the insurrection. The only person killed was a, was a Navy veteran, an unarmed female who weighed about 107 pounds, shot at point-blank range. And we get no questions. We can't even ask the question. You're ostracized if you ask the question. So how do you think we're going to do this while this uh, mafia is in charge of all the, uh, all the government agencies and bureaucracies? Well, yeah, listen, one, one thing I, I can't resist, Sean, Liz Cheney popped her head up, you know, came out of her hole and, and did this. You know, the, the, uh, people should understand uh, when history is written, I'm going to write the damn history, Sean. I'm not giving up until I do. They spent almost $20 million, Liz Cheney and that Pelosi Select Committee, and they spent almost $20 million. They didn't get to the pipe bomber. They didn't get to the gallows. They didn't tell us who were feds and who weren't. They just lied to us. You know what they did? They brainwashed us. Donald Trump used that in a video. He said they brainwashed us. They brainwashed us, and too many people think it was an insurrection. As you and I said before, Sean, if you and I call just a hunting party, not an insurrection, nobody's going to come to a hunting party, let alone an insurrection, without guns. Right. Yeah. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. But back to your point, we're not going to get this. We're not going to solve this with a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. We're going to hit a single today. I'm going to hit a single tomorrow. We're going to hit singles every day. And we're never I'm never going to give up until we write the true history of this thing. And if God wills it, we're going to have a Republican president. I think it'll be Trump. He's going to come in there and he's going to say, get to the bottom of it. But we're only going to do it if we hang on and keep swinging. Because if you give up and say, you know what, I'm just going to move on to this or that or the other thing, we'll never. And, you know, January 6th is meant to freeze us from talking about 2020 because they yeah. stole the election in 2020. That's exactly right. Like they're doing it right now, by the way, in states like Pennsylvania. They got a bill in Pennsylvania that's going to do more of this dog crap stuff to fix the elections. We got to fight it all. It's exhausting. But you got to keep going. And, you know, I believe the Lord's on our side. But more importantly, I think the American people, Sean, and when you, your listeners, others, they know, they know what the truth is. 
Well, yeah, and, and and we've been successfully stifled, right, to a certain extent, because we keep thinking yeah. that our country is built different. Yeah. Uh, it is supposed to be built on a rule of law, but when you see law abused, when you see grandmothers put in prison, you know, we're this is a Chicago radio show. You, there are guys that robbed and beat and raped people on Friday. They're walking the streets today. And you see the kind of miscarriage of justice when you realize the guy who wasn't there, what did he get, 17 years because he was uh, a founding member 22, of the Proud Boys? 22, 22. 22 years. Come on, he's, an Afro, he's an Afro-Cuban. He's a black Cuban. And they, and they, by the way, they call the Proud Boys, uh, you know, white supremacists. Huh? You got to do a lot of real hard work to be an Afro-Cuban white supremacist. It's all a lie. And as you point out, but back to one thing, people should be appalled by the details. You mentioned a grandmother. She's a mother of like five, grandmother of like 12. She's about 55 years old. She got four and a half years. She, she did nothing. She didn't hit a cop. She didn't fight. You know, she didn't mace anybody. She didn't have a gun. She was there. I mean, the, and the insanity, again, I've done this to you before, Sean, but the two groups that deserve a special hatred right now are the lawyers in the country that have not risen up in mass and said, wait, we're lawyers. We actually believe in the rule of law. We, we're not going to allow this. They're all silent, except for a handful of us. And if you put your head up, they come after you. And the second yeah. group, I've never seen anything like it. Professional journalists, the professional journalists, they don't even want to cover. They're not even trying. It's like they're in the tank so bad. And you're like, guys, I thought some of you would be like happy to be contrarian, you know, you know, you know jerks. <laughs> They don't even bother. They don't even bother. You know, Ed, you know why I give up, you know, why I realize that it's just a corrupted system. We uh, in Chicago have clearly the, the most successful political mafia that's ever existed. It's destroyed <laughs> a, a, an incredible city, county, and the rest of it. And you realize when you look at these guys who name themselves better government, and they're supposed to be reporters, there's a pencil neck geek here named Andy Shaw. And and he, he was the investigative reporter that day after Barack Obama wins the election, his daughter goes to work for him right out of law school as a lawyer. So you've got that systemic built-in pay-to-play scheme. And this, to a certain extent, is the only explanation I can come up with because they're all lawyers that are supposed to be closest to the people and supposed to be representing us, our Congress people. And all but a handful are 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 are, are fighting for those principles. And the handful that is is under attack and abused and kept out of important positions, and that's what we see from the Republican Party. So I am no longer a Republican, and, and, and the reality is I've been pretending we win. We're just losing it slow motion when these whores get in office. So that has to come to an end, too. And I think what? this is the litmus test. If you didn't stand up for the American citizens who were wrongfully prosecuted by a government that you're a representative in, you go stand over there with the political mafia calling themselves Democrats. What do you think? Yeah, I know. I, I agree. And I just want to say one more thing. One of the reasons you just, it's just all oh, follow the money, right? Follow the money. It sounds like a, a good Chicago thing. You follow the money. In this case, once Washington, D.C. got so powerful with so much jack, you know, so much money, that, then you just you just look at it and you say they're all corrupt. One of the reasons why you know, you know, one of the reasons why nobody's really going after Joe Biden for being totally corrupt. His family's making money hand over. It's fist. the you same scheme. They they're all, all in it. on. They all do it. They all yeah. do it. They all do it. All, their kids are all going to the Naval Academy. They're all going to West Point for free. <clears throat> and your kids are you're, you're paying. You're, you're, you're dying to pay University of Illinois. You're saying I can really reach my kid and go to University of Chicago. They're all going to school for free. They're all making money for free. They're all getting jobs for free. And, and it's all a racket. And the racket is taking down the country trillions of dollars at a time. That's why I, the Speaker of the House race, I don't care. I hope that nobody gets a job and the whole thing implodes. You can't fix 
a system this broken, you have to tear it down and start again. I couldn't agree more with Again, I think we could have a much better set of people in office. So we'll see. I mean, that's what we got to do. The other thing, Ed, is that um, the Republicans often champion what's most detrimental for the principles of our nation. And I don't just mean the Bush years. When you look at this 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 bill of nonsense that the the so-called Republican citizens were sold in in the most obvious, limitless political corruption called Citizens United and the the ability for everybody to buy a political whore, that has to be. Yeah ripped out from the seams because the money that's flowed into politics you know i'm i should be on a job site as a bricklayer i just i went down to the merc and became a runner and things changed but when you earn money and you realize that the government is extorting 50 percent of your money if you're if you're ignorant and don't know how to do math let alone the double taxation from state and sales and property and all the rest of it you realize the only way to navigate it is to get in on this scheme Get yourself in an industry that has K Street with these pimps of political policy prostitution. And that's the system in America. We are as corrupt as Ukraine. We're just more spread out. Yeah. Well, and I did two things on that. One is it's interesting you said that, uh, Sean, because I used to work for Phyllis Schlafly. And, you know, Phyllis Schlafly was is considered a great conservative and all that. And she always opposed Citizens United. Citizens United, as you point out, was a decision that said dark money can flow to anything you want. And and people said, oh, isn't this great? We can now do what the left does and the unions do. And she said, no, because the corporations are going to be controlled by the left, too. And they are. And, and, and as you point out, it's, it's, it's exactly uh, like that. And I, you know, the only thing I would say is the people have the power in this country. And we've oh. been through these things. And it'll, it'll ebb and flow. And I'm, opt- I'm I just have to be optimistic that we can get through it. But I said earlier, Sean, you know, and, and Salem Radio Network, where you are and where I do a lot of work, we're trying to break the spell. But most of the problem in this country is the narrative machine, I call it. Big tech, big media and big government working together to spread a lie. And they're brainwashing people. We meet them all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, that's Trump. He's a racist. I'm like, I, I, he's not even conservative as far as I can tell. I mean, honestly, he's not. I'm a conservative. And they call him names. You're like, where do you get that? Uh, do you know I didn't vote for him in 2016? I argued on these airwaves that if you're a billionaire and you bribe Democrats, you're as culpable for the situation we're in than anybody else. And he surrounded himself with who I think is wretched scum, his inner circle, all Democrats, all former Democrats. I said to myself, I'm not going to buy this thing. And then he got in, and it was through his policies of success, specifically energy and foreign, that he won me over. But it was the foreign, in my opinion that allowed these corporatist whores to steal the election from him. Because now that he's out, the chaos is where they steal the multitude of money. So I'm wondering, when you do this, when you get done with this, are you going to go after the Republican whores who have sold out the people, the so-called Tea Party and the rest of it that have profited, yeah. and well, figure listen. out how they amass millions? When I, when I If you make millions, you can't amass millions. Well, Sean, I, I'm, not, I'm not bragging when I tell you, but I need to reveal to you. I was on the Republican National Committee. And I was on there 13 to 15. And I, in private meetings, they threw everybody out. It was just me. And I got ganged up on by everybody. And I said, this is totally corrupt. You guys are funneling money to each other to attack Republicans and then lying about it in the public. They spent $9 million, Sean, on a report. And the report they they put out in my name, in the name of everybody on the committee. They said, be nicer to the gays and speak in Spanish and you'll win. I'm like, what is this? What what is this? $9 million. And it was ultimate. And I said it over and over. I was attacked 
all the people are crying. Henry Barber, you know, the Barber family, they're a racket. Sure. Henry oh, Barber, yeah. he's, cry, he's crying at the podium. He says, Ed has said I'm racist because I'm using money to attack uh, uh, other Republicans and call them racist. He's crying. And I'm looking at it going, these people are buying this? And they're buying it. Ryan's Priebus, all the Paul Ryan's yeah. people. All in there. You know, it reminds me of, remember Blunt and the crime family he built up? It was only second to Harry Reid. And then you look at Tom (laughs) DeLay and the rest of it. I mean, this is supposed to be the side that fights the crime. So I I ran out of time with you, brother. But, Ed Martin, where can the people go to watch the new uh, video series, Gallows? You know, the best place to go right now, and I encourage people to go there because there's more resources, is open.inc slash J6. It's a J6 collection. We're putting up the photos and videos. You can see my video there, open.inc slash J6. I write over at proamericareport.com, which is a, a, a kind of a substack thing, but also on Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin. And I hope I'm back on your show a lot, Sean. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Because you want to know something before I die. I want to see, <laughs> I want to see the memory of that veteran, that girl who was assassinated, yeah. shot at point-blank yeah. range, Ashley Babbitt. Do you know yeah. that it drives me nuts on a daily basis? Here's yeah. a Navy sure. veteran, a woman, an unarmed woman, and this rat bastard shot her in the neck. And he turns out to be a Democrat apparatchik donor and a, and a favorite of Nancy Pelosi and the rest of this scourge. And he's given an award. That, to me, is yeah. Banana Republic stuff. But if anybody can beat it, it's people like you who are putting up the fight. And thank you for, for, for putting up a fight of these political prisoners. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Good to talk to you. See you. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. Five nominees. All of them stalking horses for the corporatist agenda of the never-Trumper scourge. Who, like all of the finance, calamity because they're stealing blind. John Adams once uh, described himself as um, obnoxious and disliked, but he was a statesman. Jim Jordan is also obnoxious and disliked, but no one's ever going to mistake him for a statesman. I mean, the notion of making him the speaker is absurd and it's dangerous. He has never legislated in his life. He has. Oh, you know who this is? This is a former. I guess he called himself a conservative who's a never Trumper scum. Oh, it's true. He's like the one that used to be behind this microphone, the one who was sent to Congress and uh, did nothing. Except I think he made money for the first time in his life. He didn't have to borrow it from his brother, the bust out Joe Walsh. There's no real interest in governing or building anything up. All he can do is obstruct. It's depressing, I think, on one level to think that 90 percent of Republicans actually think that uh, Jim Jordan ought to be speaker. I mean, the the moderates of. Charlie Sykes. Did you know he had a radio show, Squirrel? You ever heard of this idiot? Me either. The normies. The... And you never will again. Like Jonah Goldberg or Stephen Hayes. Squishes actually did stand up, and Republicans are not able to block the craziness of Donald Trump. But maybe, just maybe, they're willing to uh, block the craziness of, uh, of Jim Jordan. What about the craziness of the Federal Reserve? Greg and Rogers Park. Hi, Sean. Sean, uh, I got a I got a question about these uh, T bonds. I, you know, when I was at the seminary, I didn't take I didn't take any economics, so I'm trying to get caught up. Why are they up with as bad as our economy is and everything? I don't understand it. The relationship to the earnings and everything. Well, I mean, the government can borrow money at a fraction half half of what the citizen can. I mean, that's one way they could be up. 
But it seems like our economy, but they say it's like the highest yield in a long oh, time. Yeah, but 5%. Brad, that, that, that's not the economy they care about. The Fabians and the Marxists don't care about our economy, the one that you and I survive in. They care about the policy profiteers and the front runners of policy, the Federal Reserve and the insiders and the oligarchs. See, they get a special rate. Do you think when they buy things, they pay what me and you pay? They don't pay what me and no. you pay like Chris Dodd or Joe Biden paid from mortgage companies. So this is the insider deal. And it's always up when you're an insider, Greg. Pay attention now. This is uh, stealing uh, American style. In the meantime... There's another little scandal afoot. Uh, it turns out that the Chinese Silicon Valley-run company has split. And when they split, they now can hide all kinds of data and information about the Chinese Communist Party. It's like when J.B. Pritzker partnered up with the communists to open up a phony battery for electric cars that nobody wants. That kind of thing. Sequoia Capital, one of the world's largest and most vaunted venture firms, is setting up, splitting up into three independent entities. One focusing oh. on the U.S. and Europe, another on Southeast Asia and India, and another that will focus solely on China. Is this a preview of more corporate breakups to segment their China business or something unique to this company? That's the subject of today's Tech Check with Deirdre Bosa. Hi, Deirdre. Oh, that was that was six months ago. Nobody wants to talk about it. shh, because that Sequoia, they bribe a lot of Democrats and a lot of Republicans. But there are two, ironically, one from Illinois who has some questions, either that or he wants a bigger campaign kicker. Our next guests have sent a letter to VC firm Sequoia asking for a list of their tech investments in China. The letter is part of a broader effort to curb U.S. investments in the country. Let's bring in Congressman Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin. He chairs the Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party. And Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy of Illinois, who serves as the committee's ranking member. Thank you both for joining us. Uh, let me start with the uh, chairman here. Um, what has been the response from Sequoia at this point? Well, we have yet to get a formal response, but we're hoping that they will participate in good faith and that we can have an open and honest conversation. What we're trying to do is we're going to have an open <laughs> we're going to have an open and honest conversation with communists that have worked tirelessly to up in not only American economy but the world economy and to profit from corruption. Who who better to have that uh, conversation? than crooked politicians. Gather information that will inform the legislative process. Raja and I both agree that American firms should not be capitalizing Chinese military companies, Chinese surveillance companies, and the Chinese Communist Party's human rights abuses. Uh, Sequoia has a history of investing in, in companies that do that, like Eversec, uh, Four Paradigm, DJI, Deep Glint. And so we want... See, what they do, Squirrel, is they buy board membership of other companies. And then they have decision-making property rights. And then they help influence the coup d'etat of American principles. And that's why the greatest investment they ever had was buying a two-bit moron wet sock dimwit from Delaware. And I want to thank Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Todd Young and Representative, uh, uh, Joe, excuse me, uh -oh. Representative Joe Morelli. Uh -huh. And Susan Ward, well, excuse me, Susan Wild, uh, for their work to make this happen. Just say political whore, oh! an asset of enemies foreign and domestic. You'll get it covered. Rich, Anita Park. No, hey. hey, Sean, how you doing? How was the weekend? Splendid. Wonderful. Good. Sean, uh, all these uh, politicians are going to uh, Israel 
You got governors and uh, Mitt Romney. Uh, Mitt Romney took a jet there too. Yeah, sure, sure. Right. Why don't we? Why doesn't uh, Tlaib and Omar go to along with the squad? That way we can uh, get some firsthand information. They don't want to go to Israel. They've been representing Hamas. Why would they go to Israel? Well, uh, go to go to Gaza, and then we can get the what's going on over there right from the camel's ass. Oh, from the camel's ass. Well, that's they got Rashida Tlaib here. We don't have to go anywhere. Got the camel's ass right here. Not to mention, if she forgets to put that beekeeper costume out. And she's going to get her ass kicked. We don't want that, but thank you for the call. In the meantime, we've got a we've got a message from a notable Democrat on 17 hours of FBI tape with the scummiest, most obvious crook we've ever had as a governor. And that's saying something, Rod Lagojevich. Here's the next in line. Good afternoon. Governor Pritzker joined other state leaders as well as several bar associations for a press conference to share concerns on the rise of hateful rhetoric that has been seen since the ongoing Middle Eastern conflict. Now, the- He must be talking about that Jewish girl that got killed in Detroit who all of a sudden the media says, nah, it wasn't a hate crime. She got stabbed 26 times because they liked her. Um, but this time he's going to give us a lesson. And I want you to pay attention to verbiage. Because when we come on here and we talk about Hamas... When we talk about terrorists and inbred morons that beat their own women, let alone strangers, we're talking about the Sharia law advocates of theocracies. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about Arabs, but listen to the verbiage because it's changing right before your eyes. Arab American Bar Association of Illinois and officials held a press conference for what they are calling a significant rise in anti-Arab, Islamophobic and uh, anti-Semitic rhetoric. Nobody's talking anti-Arab. God, Arabs, we all know for generations, peaceful, loving people. We're not talking about the billions of people that may subscribe to a religion that's been contorted and manipulated by Morphodites from the 7th century and the Sharia law advocates of murder and mayhem and rape and pillaging. Even goats. We're not talking about them. But this is how you're going to put lipstick on the pig of profiteering policy. Organizers gave examples that have been seen across the nation and at the state and local level, like the six-year-old Palestinian-American boy who was killed last weekend in Plainfield Township by what prosecutors said was a hate crime by the family's landlord. Nobody is, I don't know anybody that's not mourning the death of that six-year-old. I I do have a question about landlord, though, because I think roommate's more appropriate. I'd like an investigation of that. But everybody, nobody wants to see the death of kids. After all, we advocate for the ones your party wants to kill before they have a shot at breathing. We advocate for the absolute peace and love of children. But don't mix that with Sharia that wants to mutilate the genitals, beat them, and teach them how to be tyrants and slave masters. We all should stand up united. But J.B. Pritzker sees an opportunity to win votes and divert from where exactly is his family trust fund invested. That is just one of many examples talked about in which officials say is not tolerated. It is up to us. Those left grieving in the wake of these tragedies. Do a push-up, fatso. I don't take lectures from whores, whether they be Liz Cheney or an even more feminine version called J.B. Pritzker. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The Answer. You know, it's funny, Squirrel, when you look at the policies of New York, how they trickled all the Marxist mafias. 
And Chicago, I believe Brandon Johnson, also known as Large Lori Lightfoot, when he implemented the people's budget. Uh, in the people's budget, there's a lot of daycare stuff, isn't there, Squirrel? You want to drop your kid off after you have it and never come back until he supposedly, they say, he graduates high school when only five out of a 100 can read. You know, what do you think is going to be represented in these daycares that pop up in these Democrat sewers? Well, Squirrel, let's go to New York for a little crystal ball reflection into uh, the future news of Chicago. A care employee is under arrest and facing federal child pornography and exploitation charges accused of taking and sending explicit photos of young children that she was caring for. Let's get to our Brittany Johnson. She's live in huh. Tinsborough right now. You know what that's called in uh, the Democrat policy of utopia where everybody gets something for nothing? Uh, that's slippage, squirrel. Just a little slippage. What we've learned tonight, Brittany. Well, Ed, inside this daycare right behind me is where prosecutors say Lindsey Groves took those disturbing photos. Here's more of what we know at this hour. According to the just-released federal affidavit, Groves admitted to taking explicit photos of children at Creative Minds Daycare in 2022 and 2023. I don't know how things went wrong, Squirrel. They named it Creative Minds Daycare. I mean, that, that, that just has, you know lipstick on a pig all over it in the meantime who works there democrats by the way registered democrat leaders say the 38 year old hudson new hampshire resident also admitted taking the photos with her cell phone during the kids bathroom breaks and sending them to a former partner the you know why they say partner squirrel because she's some sort of a transgender luca brazzi i can't tell what she turned out to be whether she's pretending to be a woman or a man but what she is is frightening all allegedly involved children, no older than five. Groves was arraigned earlier today. In You're going to love the future of daycare workers in Chicago. I'm sure it'll end up different. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, Craig and Mount Greenwood, you are on the not only the Elvin line, you're on the speed line. We got we got to get you to call back quick. That was awesome, truly. Hampshire on related charges. She was held without bail in order to stay away from Creative Minds and all other daycares and not have and not have unsupervised contact with anyone under the age of 18. Now, no one affiliated with the daycare would comment to us today, but the state state officials did tell us that this location did close voluntarily. Now, we also did go over to Lindsey Grove's home address and a man answered the door and also declined to comment. We thought he was a man. In the meantime, because of their bond laws and their restriction on imprisoning pedophiles and scumbags, she's not in jail. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Yeah, Sean, hey, thank you for taking my call. Sure. So, um, you know that uh, this Biden administration, I mean, they're, 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 you can't be full of more lies. They, they're sending over trucks of uh, relief for the so-called for the Palestinians. Then they come around and they say, Oh, we know that these truckloads of stuff, it's not going for Hamas. It's going right to the people. That Hamas is the government over there and in charge of everything. Those people don't have any say in it. Wait a minute, Craig. Didn't didn't they know about uh, Rob Malley, who they uh, partnered with and was their liaison to Iran? They didn't know that. So you think they know anything? You see, Craig, when you start to realize 
that this isn't about doing the things and the standing for the principles of America. These are absolute and total traitors. You'll start to look at the news different. For instance, here's today. Well, we have seen some worrisome attacks, and we got to do what we got to do to protect our troops uh, on the ground, particularly uh, in Iraq and Syria. You've seen us add additional military capability uh, to the region. Uh, we are watching this very, very closely. Uh, so I don't want to get ahead of where we are, but right now uh, we don't see an indication that a major player is willing to escalate in a major way. That's because they're being bombed in Iraq, where we still have 2,500 trips. And that's John Kirby, Democrat asset, apparatchik. But he forgot what the dimwit in diapers said two days ago. Iran is, is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine, and it's supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region. And we'll- so which is it? Talk out of both sides of your mouth, and before you know it, you're a crooked Democrat in a $6,000 suit. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. The percentage of Americans on welfare is the highest it's been, but that doesn't seem to matter to people. They're continuing to pretend this is inevitable, when the reality is the reason we're in this predicament is politics and politics alone. There's also some troubling news. 25% of all the most important commodity purchases in the world, called oil, 25% is not done in the dollar, which means the world is de-dollarizing. So that inflation that you're already used to may just be the tip of the iceberg. We're going to discuss that and much, much more with my friend from the Heritage Foundation, E.J. Tony. How are you, kid? Well, Sean, I'm sitting here grateful I'm not in any debt as I see all these uh, non-performance rates rise. In these. So a very good friend of mine who you've heard probably even know, David Hochberg, very good friend of mine, always monitors kind of different uh, statistics in the economy because it's an indicator as to where the future is going. And it's a staggering reality. When you look at car payments plus student loan, just average it out. Just between a car and a student loan, you're at $1,270 a month. So the reality is you've got an entire generation of people who will own nothing, will never be able to acquire anything of actual value, as their purchasing power called inflation has eroded the buying power of the dollars they're earning. So this is starting to come, the plan of equality through poverty is starting to come to fruition that our government has promised us. Is that not the case? Oh, 100%, Sean. And it's absolutely amazing how this is really like the the Klaus Schwab uh, playbook, I guess, in a nutshell, is that the government is going to deteriorate your purchasing power so much that it's impossible for you to save. Meanwhile, uh, the the price of assets is going to inflate so rapidly that you can never hope to own them. So you're not going to own a car, you're not going to own a home, and you will perpetually be enslaved to the holders of capital, a.k.a. the government eventually. Well, that's the goal, as far as I can see, because, uh, you know, the whole time governments speak of equality, what they mean is equality through poverty. 
And for some reason, there's a portion of our society that's too stupid to pick it up. So they promise they're going to, or, or they think they're promised the entitlements of life itself, from health care to housing to the rest of it. And we keep playing this game with morons, and that's believed to be in the middle politically politically and we're being lectured by oligarchs in our society who are politicians who don't pay the same taxes don't pay the same expenses we pay and this idea of compromise i can't help but notice is winning in the body politic in the year 2023 as more people are turning to their abuser and when you see five supposed candidates for speaker of the house all of whom have rubber stamped the bankruptcy of america isn't that just a continued cycle of the doom loop. Oh goodness! I you know I wish it wasn't the case, Sean. But that's it's certainly what it what it appears like, and and it's particularly scary that so many Americans don't even recognize you know not not the the federal finance part. I understand that's really confusing. You know, it makes sense that a lot of people don't understand what's going on there, but people don't even understand it from a a personal finance perspective. And people can't figure out that this is how you get into a a perpetual doom loop of debt, even just for yourself. It's like all these people are repeating the same mistakes we saw uh, in the housing bubble. They're just doing it through different means. Part of the problem I see, too, is that people are kind of ignorant to exactly how, how corrupt our most important sector has become our energy sector and the most important commodity to life, oil. Here's a story that came out today that I'm going to tell you what. I found it because I'm a junkie, right? I'm a news junkie. I can't help it. I dig into the finance aspect because I want to know what the future looks like, not just for me, but for my grandkids who I haven't met yet. And when you see the fact that 25% of all oil transactions in the world, all baseline oil, wholesale and the rest of it, are not in the dollar anymore, that has never been higher since the end of World War II. But this, this was a story I want your reaction on. Amrita, I was up to speed on this in a fake way, and I'm getting up to speed quickly. Guyana, 2015, Exxon finds more oil than God in the Gulf of Mexico off of South America. This is Hess, and this is a Guyana acquisition by Mr. Worth in Chevron. Explain to our audience the magnitude of the Guyana oil fields. I think it's a fantastic uh, acquisition, if you ask me, given the fact that Guyana is actually going to be uh, the most prolific non-OPEC supply growth in the coming years. That's very important. Non-OPEC supply growth. Now, we know from the Obama years that the idiot that was trying to implement this kind of fascism in our economy that we are living through now tried it when he won office, but... They had found a vein of oil unlike ever imaginable in the northwest sector of our country. Oceans and ocean of oil, enough for America and a thousand years of supply. But this just happened in the year 2015, and they found more in the Gulf of Mexico. The difference is it's not America, so they're not going to stifle the production. In fact, they're going to produce it. And our own American company, Chevron, bought it. Now, did they buy it to shelf it? and protect the people from low prices because this kind of fine should drive the price per barrel down to $25 a barrel and we should have a thriving economy. The only people that can stop it are politicians and corrupt companies. Is that what's going to happen? 
Well, Sean, I think it's already happening. You know, the the only reason that you don't have a lot more production in oil is because it's not profitable to do so. So you have to ask the question, why is that the case? And the simple explanation is the fact that the politicians have made it so obscenely expensive to get the oil. The, the fact that we discovered oil in 2015 but haven't actually started pumping it yet is no surprise when you look at literally a decade or more of red tape that it can take from discovery to actually getting the oil out of the ground. And the fact of the matter is we could stop all of this chaos and enriching these 7th century barbarians in Iran and these Sharia law idiots around the world because the only reason they can afford to do the mayhem that they're doing right now is because we, the Americans, have created policies to make these third world 7th century barbarians very rich and very powerful. So, ironically, this actually might offset the profiteering machine of corruption known as OPEC. So there may be silver lining here, correct? Oh, absolutely, Sean. Look, all of these things I think are are double-edged swords. And the other thing is that you never underestimate politicians' uh, ability to do what is politically expedient. And so just as Biden drained the Strategic Petroleum Reserve uh, to help his party uh, win in in the midterm elections last year, don't underestimate politicians' ability to, to even do something like to tap our own reserves in terms of what's in the ground, if it is politically expedient. In other words, if there's enough demand from the populace that we do it. What's shocking about this story is Chevron bought this in virtual silence. Virtual silence. So all of the government that doesn't like uh, when Comcast buys AT&T, when Verizon buys T-Mobile, all of the Sherman Antitrust Act, they did nothing. They shut their mouth and they sat there. That's the only thing I think that can stop the success of what is the largest find in world history of the most important and precious commodity in the world. So uh, I'm wondering how many people, in your estimation, have to go through this this Middle East meat grinder again? Because I think we lost, what, 7,000 to 8,000 soldiers through death in Iraq and the other uh, nonsense that uh, Joe Biden enriched the terrorists with called Afghanistan. Tens of thousands of American soldiers injured and about $9 trillion in expense to the American people. Do you think that there will be enough people that kind of get this news? Because after all, that is Bloomberg where I got that clip. So people should wake up. And I'm wondering, do you think that we'll hear this story repeated on maybe on a something called a television? <laughs> well, we can only hope. You know, in terms of the, the cost of those different wars, uh, yes, 7,000 Americans is an absolute tragedy. That, that's more than two 9-11s, right? But the thing you have to remember is that $9 trillion, what, what could we have done with $9 trillion? How many cures of cancer could we have come up with that would have saved countless lives if we had devoted that money to, to actually productive uh, economic activity instead of wasting it and frankly not only was it was it wasted but it was robbed from the american people through inflation created by the federal reserve it was just spread out over many many years so americans didn't notice it as much one of the few congress people that even mentioned the federal reserve in during the aspect of auditing and finding out exactly where the money is and the slippage and who exactly is profiting from the debt of the people that politicians keep keep kicking out was, ironically, Jim Jordan. Um, when you see that the five candidates for speaker, including my congressman down in Florida, Byron Donalds, who up until about four months ago 
kind of was an advocate for financial stability and financial principles, but showed himself to be a continuing resolution promoter over these last two debt ceiling arguments and spending arguments and really hasn't said much about auditing the Fed. Isn't that kind of the, the, the guarantee of continued debt and the only hope is, is states like New Hampshire, who said, uh, who's trying to pass a bill that if the national debt hits $40 trillion, they secede? I mean, after all, it's only the workers that pay for this stuff, and that, that pond is getting smaller and smaller. So do we have enough people, in your opinion, that understand the gravity of bankrupting the world currency? Well, I hope we have enough people that understand it, and, and I hope this is not simply a sign, as you said, uh, uh, with the congressman from Florida, that that this is simply just a continuation of of, uh, of the the insane breakneck pace of borrowing that, that we are seeing right now. You know, Sean, I don't know if most people follow this. Probably not, but I do because I don't have a life, and I actually read the daily Treasury statement that they put out every working day. And I don't know if people realize this. We are on track to borrow. $500 billion just in the month of October alone. Forget $2 trillion deficits. We are looking at multi-trillion dollar deficits. That $40 trillion that New Hampshire is so worried about in terms of the national debt, it's going to be here before you know it. You know, the, the sickest thing was Afghanistan, right? I mean, the, the, the stupidity in the beginning, but more importantly, what people don't talk about is there was $300 million a day, every day for 20 plus years. It's an insane amount of money. And there is no talk of how we're going to even pay, let alone replenish. We're not going to be able to pay for all of this. And you see what's going on in foreign policy right now. We're going back in, kid. And I think we could ironically end up going back in to Afghanistan, we're because the whole point of us being there, the way that they sold it was it was going to be a staging ground for peace and all the rest of it. The reality is we got 2,500 troops in Iraq who are under fire tonight. We've got 2,000 ground troops that are launching or launched yesterday. We've got how many air carriers there, all with poor kids who are not politically connected. I mean, we're going to end up back in this meat grinder, aren't we? Sean, are you trying to tell me that the people who said Trump was going to crash the economy and start World War III have themselves crashed the economy and started World War III? <laughs> it's just, it's, it, you know what's nauseating, EJ, is that um, it's not being diagnosed except on talk radio. It's really not. And I listen, we've got a growing show and it's great, but it's this boob tube that controls everything. And the boob tube is promoting the profiteers of policy. And they're successfully stoking up support for something we should never support. And that is just this blind funding of corrupt entities. Because what they'll hide in the guise of, or in, in, in the guise of uh, peace humanitarian aid will turn so-called Palestine into a mini version of Ukraine. And nobody even cares about the money they're stealing. Well, Sean, I mean, you're absolutely right. TV is still a big deal, but I really think that that is waning. I mean, look at Tucker, for example. Tucker Carlson has literally an order of magnitude more viewers on on Twitter or X or whatever the heck we're calling it these days uh, than he ever did on Fox News. And, you know, when you think Fox News is the biggest name in cable news, it still doesn't hold a candle 
to these alternative media sources. And so when you have things like Twitter, you know, I think that really adds and it's a force multiplier uh, when you're when you're looking at something like talk radio or when you consider you know, podcasts like you have, where someone doesn't have to necessarily be listening to the show while it's live, although obviously that's the best choice, but they can always go back and listen to it later, whether it's during their commute or at some other time of the day. I, I think that really is going to be a game changer. There's a couple of important statistics that um, propagandists of government supremacy keep promoting, and they, they, they call debt-to-GDP ratio manageable. Is it just ignorance or blind stupidity that would allow people not to not to realize that our total debt to GDP is 137.96%? And at what point is that man- manageable? Because the fools tell themselves that the debt to GDP is, what, 37.25%? But they don't understand how to calculate that number, right? So it's the bastardization of selective corrupt math that government supremacists have used to stupefy the people into supporting their own bankruptcy. Because the reality is, when you couple the 137.96% of debt to GDP, and the fact that the only reason we can even talk about that is because we're the world currency, yet, as I talk to you right now, 25% of the world is not using our dollar for the most important purchase on the planet called oil. I mean, it's, it's our own fault. We have morons in this country. Morons. We call them Democrats, but it's also a lot of Republicans that are too stupid to understand the, 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 the real tenuous position we're in. Well, I think morons might be uh, a little overly generous, but we'll let that one slide. Uh, you know, Sean, at the at the end of the day, I mean, the, even those those debt to GDP ratios that you're referencing don't even include a lot of other things, which I, I know you're aware of. For the sake of the audience, all of the unfunded liabilities that we have in this country, in other words, promises that the federal government has made, which are not officially on the books yet in terms of, of expenses, but are going to have to be paid in the future, you are looking at well over a hundred trillion dollars. I mean, there's absolutely no no way that we can actually pay back the debt that has already been issued, not to mention all of the additional debt that is going to have to be issued because of promises that have already been made. And so, you know, the other thing is that when we're talking about debt to GDP, we're looking at a stock versus a flow. So we really want to compare a flow and a flow, meaning uh, you know, just because you, your mortgage is very large, that doesn't mean it's not affordable, right? What matters is the monthly payment. So we have to look at the interest rate. Well, what are interest rates doing today? They're going through the roof. And yeah. so now what used to be a manageable debt when interest rates were 1% on treasuries is now not only unmanageable, it's a death knell for this country. And you know what's interesting? When you look at the, the, the uh, federal tax, what they call revenue, right? Do you know it's it, we're two trillion off of where we were in 2019 of revenue at the same point in time? So you're bringing in four trillion now, where we used to bring in six at this point in time, right? And they're spending nine. So when you talk of a GDP number, it's predicated on massive spending, and that's cooked in that that debt of government spending is ironically showing up as gross domestic product. And that is a Ponzi scheme. Why is why are so few people prepared to speak of this? Because what the, the unspoken truth is that the government cannot stop spending at record levels or the house of cards comes down, right? 
Right. Sean, there's no way to unwind a Ponzi scheme. I mean, we have seen that over and over again with the government, especially with the Federal Reserve. Every time the Federal Reserve has tried to raise interest rates, what happens? They have to relearn the lesson that you can't unwind a Ponzi scheme. It happened in in the fall of, uh, of 2019. Right where they had to conduct a five hundred billion dollar bailout of hedge funds. Uh, yeah. it, it happened after the housing collapse. It, it happened in the late nineties with long term capital management. I mean, heck, it happened just in March when we had a, a banking collapse, essentially, which is still ongoing because banks have not been able to clean up their balance sheets and those loans from the Fed are only a year long. So once we get to March and April of next year, we're going to be right back where we started. I mean, and again, you- there, there's just no way to unwind a Ponzi. Do you know what I think is on the is on the next uh, uh, conversation of, of financial collapse American history style is insurance companies. Insurance companies have huge problems. And I'm wondering, you know, when you look around the country and you realize the amount of people on strike and you realize you're talking hundreds of thousands of people right now are on strike. And these unions, the reason that they're they're striking is because their their ten uh, year moratorium on the cost of Obamacare is kind of coming to an end. So they're starting to realize the cost that most normal people realized. But what they don't realize is all of these people, these hundreds of thousands of people on strike, they don't have insurance right now. So when they go to the doctor, it's the old Goodfellas, "F you, pay me." When you need a prescription, "F you, pay me." Now the oligarchs that, that run the unions, they still have health care. But all these hundreds of thousands of Florida people, all of these people chanting the Third Reich, People Party, Nazi stuff, they are not covered right now. Do you think maybe that's why the same political party that would massively destroy our, uh, the quality of health care in this country simultaneously tells hundreds of thousands of people to go on strike, knowing that they can't cover them anyway? Oh, oh, certainly. And, and the more they're on strike, what happens? Well, the more they de- dependent they are on someone else to try to save them, which is a perfect opportunity yeah. for the government to step in and to once again act like the hero. But, Sean, going back to, to what you said on the insurance companies, you, I don't think people realize that the, the reinsurance market got absolutely destroyed in 2020 from from a whole host of different reasons but it got absolutely crushed it was unable to recoup its losses in in 21 and even into 22 it is still trying to do it today and that's one of the key reasons why insurance premiums for all kinds of things not just health insurance but homeowners car everything are through the roof in fact you actually have a new trend today especially among older americans the baby boomer generation where they are skipping their homeowners insurance as a way to try to cut down uh, the, the cost of home ownership. Yeah. I mean, this is insane. For 50 years of their life, they've been voting for this Democrat mafia utopia. And here you are at the end of it, and you can't afford what you asked for. I don't know if that's funny or just a, a poetic justice, but I do know it takes people like you to point it out. I love you at the Heritage Foundation. There's only a few guys that could I even have this conversation with. He is EJ Antoni. And remember, I, I mean it. You you have to be tapped to help these political dimwits and whores put us back on the right track. So keep it up. I, I will, Sean. I have to testify before Senate committee tomorrow. I will give you the uh, the recap on that next time we talk. I love it. Thank you very much, EJ, for making time for me. I appreciate you. My pleasure. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. De-dollarizing as the world de-dollarizes. 
those rotten son of a guns that want to use their own currency? Why wouldn't you? I think the argument for the world de-dollarizing is far greater than the rest of the world continuing on our Ponzi scheme. Just to give you a little perspective. 1,000 seconds is 33,000 years. When Barack Obama won the office, our debt was barely under $10 trillion. Since Barack Obama has been president, it has tripled. There is no end in sight. Tea Party guys, Republicans, Democrats, doesn't matter. They're hell-bent on bankrupting the world's richest nation. Now, we were the youngest and the richest because our government was the smallest. Now we just blend in with all the other Ponzi schemes. The only thing that's different is our military will kick your ass if you don't agree with our Ponzi scheme. So if it's going to change, it's going to change from the citizens understanding exactly our problem. Not to mention, consumers in this country carry over $1 trillion in credit card debt that a large percentage are never going to pay off. What about that money? So why in the world would oil companies go to OPEC? The biggest story today isn't the fact that the Democrat mafia failed again. That's what they do. This is the biggest story. Like you said, already has footprint, and as does Hess. So Chevron now, through Hess, gets exposure to that. You know, Guyana's production has been growing by two to 300,000 barrels per day. Uh, now, here's the funniest part. You found the biggest find in his story. Could forever change the, the climate of oil. And oil is $100 a barrel? That's something only a government could do, a corrupt government, Democrat, mafia, infiltrated by phony Republicans. Steve in Deerfield. Yeah. Hey, Sean, this has nothing to do with Democrats who are corrupt. Here's the issue. Um, for about 30 years, the Republican Party has had this like pledge to God they won't raise taxes. And you've got a structural imbalance in the entire tax code. So what happens is that W-2 wage earners, which is most people, they get taxed at a relatively high amount. Okay, but the formation of wealth over the decades is essentially never taxed. So you got a guy. Like oh no 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 no! You know, it, I, I I'll go along with you, Steve. All right, up until uh, you say me, something me, like me, that, because that's poppycock. It's you're, not, you're, you're, it's a talking it's point. That's nonsense. Did it's you ever not, make any no, money and build not. any money? What are you talking about? Not. The money I made, I paid taxes on. You telling me I didn't? Sean, Sean, you pay taxes because you're a trader and no, you're no. getting. A, yeah, but so what? But you pay taxes, and then what you're after tax money, you invest. You want to tax it again. John, and they can do. I finish, can I finish my point, and then you can yell at me? Okay. As long as you're right. I, I, but I, just if you listen to me, maybe you'll agree I am right. Just listen to me, okay? All right, so far you we got one strike. Like, come on. Go ahead. You, you got, take a guy like Jeff Bezos, who's built an amazing company, right? He invested several million dollars. He started out small. More power to him, okay? He's now worth couple hundred billion dollars that accretion of wealth the value of his network has not been taxed at all it only gets taxed when he hold writes on. himself a chip hold it on only, he, hold okay. on hold on because we're going to go through this i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to reason with you we're going to go through this all right the way in which he circumvented taxes is because he not only reinvested but borrowed to grow so he never made money for 21 years so, ironically, you want to know where we, where we could agree? He, he didn't make any money. 21 years. No. Why was the, sto- he, he, well, that, 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 that. the stock value that increased, that builds up his wealth, also 
builds up the wealth of millions of small investors. For instance, there is a carpenter, and they did a documentary on him. He was watching in 1994 when 60 Minutes did a Jeff Bezos example of what his company was, and he liked it. So he broke his meager 401k of $72,000, which he had was in his 50s. $72,000 in 1999 or 98, you could revisit it yourself, and buys nothing but Amazon stock. That man is worth $10 million. How much taxes should he pay? And should he give Jeff Bezos a kiss on his neck? Because what you're forgetting is all of the funds that made all that money. You're just looking at the value of his company. and You want to tax, 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 tax it. You don't understand. He should pay taxes on what he takes. Fine. But why in the world, Steve, should any one man be penalized for enriching tens of millions of people? Do you want, do you want a balanced budget or not, Sean? No, don't give me that bulldog. You balance it with the whores that are spending money to crooked contractors. That's how you balance the money, not by taking it. You, 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 they can't think. Private money, government money. There is none. There is none. Their revenue that they derive from giving money away isn't revenue. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's a three-card Monty. Can you see the queen? Because Steve and other Democrats can't see the queen. And they pretend you could dig. And you know, we, we got all this wealth. And they, they build wealth. What do you do? You think Steve cares about a government that spent trillions of dollars more than it took in? And it took in records amounts. See, Steve likes the money laundering scheme of special exemptions through legalized bribery. So when they spend money to their fat-ass, phony contracting drunks who kick back 30%, Nobody pays taxes. Here's an idea. You want to tax rich people? Tax government campaign contributions. Tax them. 70%. How, many, how much money is in coffers of these political whores who are bankrupting us? Tax that fracking money. You want to tax it? Now you'll see accountability. And then the other, the other psychological trick that's played by Marxists and socialists. Whose money is it anyway? And why should one man in this country ever pay over a million dollars a year because he's good at making it i hate the guy that's good at making it so who's the virtuous american the welfare roach let's keep rewarding bust outs and losers in the meantime in chicago you just elect them to the mayor's office it's how you think about property rights what made america rich isn't a government that spends it's people that didn't have to pay the government that's what made us rich in the meantime the rest of the world is catching on. And this story right here could forever topple the card game because this is an American oil company who's bribed Democrats and Republicans. And by the way, Chevron's in on all this eco-Nazi bulldung. Ooh, we're going to be net zero. Chevron owns it all. And what they just did now is agree to stop playing by the rules. Um, it's got several new FPSOs planned in the coming years. Uh, we're talking about production uh, reaching and well, breaching a million barrels per day and continuing to grow. So it and because it's in some third world hellhole, all of Joe Biden's eco-Nazi rules don't apply. And you know how it's how it's corrupt and fixed is because they bribe these seventh century barbarians called OPEC cartel. This is good news, even though it's bad news for our dollar. But our dollar has been living on a lie 
supported by frauds who never want to pay their own taxes. You show me a lawyer in Winnetka that pays his fair share or doesn't have an accountant that he gives 30000 a year for, to to avoid paying taxes. The virtuous Democrat who never wants to stroke a check. You don't fool me, con artists. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Death to America. Where's the Iranian stock exchange, squirrel? Don't oh, it's next me. to the Ukrainian stock exchange? I'm Two blocks away from the Palestinian You're stock exchange? Look at the American idiots that want to destroy the way everybody can make money and build wealth. Let's be more equal. And then every once in a while, they just show what kind of freaking morons they are. We need to have... Uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. We're going to run out of it. Still alive! What are you going as, as for Halloween? Oh, you're going to dress as Biden. They just got to teach you how to walk with dementia. Jimmy Carter making Christmas plans. In the meantime, that idiot was so wrong, it's ridiculous, and he's a hero to the Democrat mafia. You just found oil in the Gulf of Mexico for 3,500 years minimum. What we found in our northwest region of America, when Barack who likes his women with a muscular back. You ever see the back on that chick? Big, big and muscular, like Sergio Oliva. He likes a muscular. He found the biggest vein ever for a thousand years of America. Where's oil? What's the price of oil today? Oh, $100. Who, who controls oil? The Iraq lobsters. The Aloha snack bar. All their people. Where's their sack exchange? Where's the sack? What's the quality of life? What's the median income in Iran? Huh. Keep thinking like a slave and hating the system that built the wealth that no citizens enjoy. That's how you know you're a Democrat. Right, Crane Puff? I'm just wondering, is Mitch McConnell a Republican or is he really a Marxist? Well, Louis I'll tell you what I'll do with here. you today. He's a corporatist whore who married a Chinese yeah. communist daughter. You think she's with him because he's a man or he's a tiger in the sack? They made billions. He's another scumbag, and I can't wait for him to die any more than Dick Cheney. But the reality is, let's realize what the enemy is. It's the mind of a slave that no matter how much their government kills innocent people, wastes money, gets caught with their hands stealing money, the mindset of a slave will always argue on behalf of the government, whether they're Democrats or half-assed Republicans. What was the, What did the one guy call them? Squishy Republicans? Ooh, the squishy Republicans. Yeah, here you go. Keep thinking like a slave, and you'll end up as one. Kevin, Las Vegas. Hey, Sean. It's it's easy to you know listen to Jim when he calls because I mean you know he's kind of half serious. I mean he can't even get through a sentence without dying laughing. Um, but no, he knows it's a scam. I mean, he kissed is, enough Irish ass that even though he, he says he likes it, he hates it. Yeah. He knows for sure. But, I mean, yeah. this guy, Steve, is dead serious, talking about taxing your net, your, your, your worth. Are you serious? They want to uh, listen I, to I, me. They want equality through poverty. Stop stealing the money. See, here's why Chicago lawyers and, and whatnot are Democrats. They know they're exempt from the rules. They just want to see, they want a lack of competition and they want that power. It is the flaw of man. It's called greed. He doesn't want to pay. Believe me, Steve hires a, an accountant that he pays double what I pay. He doesn't want to pay Guarantee what taxes. Right. Yeah, of course right. he is. I've been around these half ass mafia Democrats my whole life. They're all full of dung. 
They're all scam artists. They all bribe Mike Madigan to get their property taxes lowered, and they all want to go to the auction and be second fiddle. That's why, you know, when they talk about that tenth city that they're all mad about, who owns the land? Anybody want to take a look at what the city's going to pay them? What do you want to bet? It's a Democrat campaign contributor. Thank you very much, Kevin. You're not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Scott Sycamore. Hey, Sean. You know what's really funny is these little scumbag Democrats, about 40 years ago, we had an opportunity. There is more oil off the shelf shelf of Malibu, California, than all the countries of the Middle East combined. But the Democrats and the, uh, the little environmentalists all came out and said, oh, no, you can't touch it. And then all the celebrities said, oh, my God, it's going to ruin our view off the coast of Malibu. We're not allowed to touch it. That's what we bought Alaska for. We're not allowed to touch it, but yet they're letting China and Russia angle drill from international waters into our oil shelf. Yes. But yet we're not allowed to do it. Scott, most people want to be slaves. They want to be comfortable slaves because they find a certain dignity in not achieving You know, few people, Scott, want to get up and go to work. You're talking about a smaller and smaller percentage. For the first time, think about this, Scott. In our country, 63% of Americans are on welfare. That's unheard of, brother. That's Soviet-style some. And that's how you know they'll put up with any embarrassment, any humiliation for a welfare check. And I want to thank Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Todd Young and Representative uh, uh, Joe, excuse me, Representative Joe Morelli. And- There's a man of the people who's lived in a DuPont mansion since the 80s. I'll be back in 21 hours to kick their teeth down their throats again. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.